0: Tottenham, stick it in the goal, come on Tottenham, the base are bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen,
1: put on that lily white and run on to that green.
0: White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights, we fought our team through thick and thin and
1: all those boring nights, and when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it
2: out all
0: night.
1: Hey! Come on Tottenham, stack
0: the goal. come on so bloody, so you are the
3: first team, the last team. My Hi, it's episode 36, season 4 of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast, the final podcast for this season. My name's Jav, joining me this week, we've got a bit of a bumper edition, um, Bex from Portsmouth. Hello. John Steckles from Urchester. Good evening. And David Fornell from Sussex. Evening. Right, um, we finally did it. We got over the line, um, finished third, beating Leicester 5-4 yesterday. Um, Bex, if I come to you first, we don't make it easy on ourselves, do we?
1: Oh, Christ, yesterday we couldn't have made it any bloody harder, could we? I thought I had visions, literally thinking, shit, this is another Newcastle 5-1. We just give up at the end of the season. And fortunately, there were some wobbles along the way, but um, we have that coveted third place and... um, yeah, but I could have done without that yesterday. Thanks very much, lads. If it's all the same to you, it was um, hellish. Mm.
3: Um, John, did you think at any point um, during that game that we weren't going to get over the line? Um,
1: several, <laughs> I I mean, Five
0: bat-
3: times Five y- times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what a batshit crazy game of football. It really was. Um, both teams just gave up defended. And it, it was, it, I'm not surprised from our side that we'd given up defending, given the injuries and in the team that we were playing, but it was, it was like, a, i play played pool against people and sometimes when they're worse than you, you, they drag you down to their level and you play really, really badly. Um, and it was that, apart from the bit about somebody playing worse, because they're both the teams were on a level, you know, on the same level. It was just mental. It was, oh, Yeah crazy but uh, yeah we got over the line and i did panic at some point and i nearly walked away from it but no no oh man they do uh, fuck out uh, this club what it does to people it's a good thing i'm on beta blockers i said i probably had a heart
3: <laughs> david um it's difficult to analyze a performance like that where, where do you begin
2: yeah, do you know, I was going to say the same thing about an, analysing a game like that. I have to admit, um, when he went to 3-1, I, I was fearing the worst as well. I'd like to be positive about it. But the moment we went back to 3-2, I, I really believed that we would um, make it then. I just It was end-to-end stuff. It was ridiculous. It was like watching an audience watching tennis with their heads going from side to side. They were just taking turns to attack with poor defences. From a, um, a point of view... and. Entertainment. I mean it was brilliant for the neutral, but from uh, from our point of view, my goodness me, what a game, what a game but third there couldn 't have i, I couldn 't have really hoped for more
3: absolutely much much like yourself, I think when Lamella pulls one back at when it was three two i i did I did feel that we we could we could go on and And win it. Um, The most, as you say, the most satisfying aspect of all of that was not only finishing third, but and didn't really for me sink in until after the game. The fact that we've not only finished above Arsenal, we've finished above Chelsea, Um, which okay, we we knew anyway. Middle of the week when we um, when we secured fourth, beating Newcastle, um, which was a dull and turgid game, but we still got the result there. Um, But even more satisfying that. It's the only place where you'll see Champions League football in London next season will be at will we'll be at Spurs, which is which is amazing um, to have those bragging rights. I, I I don't think it really for me. I don't know about the rest of you, but for me, it didn't really sink in until after the after after the, the final whistle. The, the whole magnitude of that of, of being the top London club for first time since nineteen
1: ninety five. I wasn't so fast about being the top London club, but it's very nice to say to resident Chelsea fans. So. Um... Champions League yeah 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 that's nice yeah you won't know about that next season though will you and just leaving it at that and walking away it's very pleasant fuck them all <laughs> yeah fair enough
3: <laughs> they, will, they will both have the arse end of nowhere to look forward to on a Thursday evening um, and the delights that, that will bring them um Right, we had a few um, comments, questions from listeners. Um, Firstly, uh, Zoe Pearson, um, who we've had on the pod a few times this season. um, Hello, Zoe. uh, Zoe says, does the Leicester game underline exactly why the Tongan was named player player of the season over the likes of Ericsson Kane? Also, has the debate over Dye's best position been put to bed? And she just goes on to say, thank you you for having me on the pods this season. Been a joy talking Spurs with you all, Coys.
0: Uh, we like Zari. Hello Zoe. Hello Zoe. Yeah. Um, I mean, we missed. I think we the, there was a gaping hole in the in the side when Di wasn't there the last couple of weeks when we needed you know, for the West Brom game, especially. Um, and he is a very important play to us. Um, I, I think the injuries show that there's holes in the squad, up and down. Um, Sissoko and Monyama are, are not a functional pair for a midfield, really at all in any way shape or form um and if the you know if Dembele's off there there's, there are definite players that we need to or or sorry spaces in the squad and positions that we need to fill definitely definitely
3: and on the Tongan I mean did the fact that he wasn't there did that really expose us um
0: well you know i am surprised he didn't play fourth, and I'm surprised that Sanchez didn't start
3: yeah surely um, sanchez's pace would have would have would have combated Vardy's pace
0: yeah i mean it it was a it was a bit of a hobble together side um and I don't know again going hand in hand with the with the comments that we'll come on to later in the press conference if it was um a, a nod to levy saying, look, this is what we've got at the end of the season, Buck your ideas up." I don't know but Vatong is a very very important player. Very important player. If if Toby goes he's a, he's a, you know he's 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 a linchpin, he's a key. And we need to keep him. Mm-hmm. David
2: Well um I have to say I, I wasn't aware that going had disappeared um until the, really the start of the game. Uh and then somebody put on social media that uh, he's, he's pulled out and then I read a little bit further and um, uh, like yourself I, I couldn't understand why Sanchez wasn't drafted in um, and, and in fact um, Wanyama wasn't even on the bench was he uh, yeah. and, and uh, I had to go and collect him he was uh, sort of putting coins in the confectionery machine I believe uh, somewhere in the uh, tunnel <laughs> so I had to go grab him back and say you're on um, so there was no great start to it for us um, it was all Awful start, really, and Dyer. I don't think mentally you sit there and you prepare yourself for a game, and you you imagine through what you're going to do. Blah, blah and Dyer was in midfield. Suddenly they throw him in the back. Um, you could argue he should be able to, you know, he's he's there, played there there before, but the last minute that really wasn't much fun. So I I would like to give the whole Spurs team a, a, a little bit of a well, you know, but it's not your faults. You know, it's just it's circumstances rather ruled. the the whole game but um yeah we did uh, no doubt for tongan there talking and and the way he plays um would have made a great deal of difference but hey we won um uh,
3: let's move on kareem cronfly seriously where the heck was central midfield today when yama had a mare Ericsson a bit shaky sissoko was sissoko and what is it about playing tiki-taka on the 18 yard line
1: do you think that they just they'd all given up by that stage (laughs) was Um, there an element of a oh jesus let's just get this game over with they've all got other stuff to be doing it's a hellish long season Nobody particularly looked, I don't know, that fire that we've had in previous games where we started really well just seemed to be a AWOL yesterday. Didn't seem to be the same sense of urgency. There was, I don't know whether it was because Leicester were playing so well, it seemed to be a bit of a ping pong. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I'll just kick it here and oh, okay, and I'll just hit it back there, over there. There was no, there was at times there was missing the fluidity that we've had. Yeah.
3: Previously, There's no coherency, it was just
1: a bit it. all over Get rid the place. Of it. It's not mine, I don't want it, I'm going to hoof it somewhere, so long as I don't have to be in charge. Which, you know, for that for last game of the season, I kind of, yeah, if they'd have done it every game of the season, then that's a different conversation. But really, yeah. Uh,
0: you know, he's saying something that in in the week that since the midfield was bossed by John Joe Shelby. <laughs> and today it was bossed by silver. I've got a theory about Sissoko. Does anybody remember a TV show back in the, back in the day called Faking It? No. Um, basically, no. they'd have volunteers that plucked from their natural environment and habitat and give them four weeks to master a skill well, well enough to fool a panel of experts. And that's how I felt our midfield was yesterday. <laughs> it, not just one of them, the, the lot of them. I, it just felt like they just plucked people off the off the street and, or, or you know, just go, just go and play. Go and, put, go, you know, this is what I want to do. Bit of a bit of a instruction. Off you go. It, it there, was, there was not, there was no co- cohesion is the word, but there was no direction. There's no togetherness. It wasn't like watching the the, the carefully
2: honed team that we've had. But it, but it was cobbled, as you say, cobbled together at the last minute. Suddenly, I say, uh, Wanyama wasn't even on the bench and he was dragged in um, and he wasn't mentally prepared for the game. Of course, all they would do is going through the motions and saying tick, tack of football he would, That's what Potts was, what pass, 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 pass. And we dominate games by that. And of course, they just go back to that. But players were all over the place because they really were playing out of their positions they thought they were starting at. So I'll I'll give him a little bit of... I thought Sissoko did all right. I I wasn't... You know, I'm not a big big detractor of Sissoko. We tend to win games when he plays, strangely enough. The worst game he had was against West Ham in the League Cup. He had a dreadful game that day. But, you know, I I don't know. And Lamella, I mean, he had a bit of a quiet and disruptive first half. But second half, he came out and really played and showed a little bit of of what we may well have. Yeah.
3: There's a a player in there somewhere, and I wish... Fans, most of our fans would would see that so frustrating, being at games, both not just at home, also away matches where the, the support's entity a little bit more favourable or a little bit more hardcore. Um, there's a lot of stick Lamella gets a lot a week and each week I hear um, people groaning and moaning just at his name, and I was really pleased for him that he got. Did he score a hat trick? Like if Kane, yep, no. if, yeah.
0: Well, if Kane, if well, Kane, no. One was an own, was one an own goal.
3: One yep. of them was an own goal, but if that was Kane, he would have claimed it. No, don't
1: do no, that bandwagon. No, <laughs> he wouldn't have claimed it. He, he, he wouldn't have touched He didn't touch it. It took a bit of a deflection. It took a smack, a hell of a deflection, I think. Uh,
3: okay. Um. <laughs> The other the other two players that I thought did really well. One was Hugo. Um, I thought he made a yes. few good saves, yes. quick off his line a few times. Um, and the one I was really impressed with, and I just wish we'd seen more of him this season, is Carl Walker Peters. He started the season um, first day of the, uh, uh, away from home against Newcastle and played really well, he was man of the match. And um, started yesterday, and I, I thought he had a really good game. And uh, frankly, I. Would like to see more of him next season ahead of Aurier.
0: I'd have had him in the team ahead of Aurier all this season if we could have. I'm not quite sure why we spent that money. We had a player
1: ready there to go. Because I don't think he has quite the experience. But he, it, he know, doesn't not on the same level as Aurier. Mm-hmm. So first and last games of the season. Well, uh, you know, at least he's getting real game time.
0: And he is he signed a new contract today. He has, has not he? He has,
3: and hopefully that'll be the he first has. first of many new contracts.
0: Yeah, let's hope they do it like they did. You know, one every day. With the uh, there's no picture <laughs> of Poch in the same suit or the same kit or clothes, but yeah, um, that that would be nice. But there, there's lots of photos on social media of Deli Ali getting on an aeroplane, going on holiday. Toby's already in Greece somewhere, sunning yep. himself. Really?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Blimey.
3: Yeah. Picture of himself and <laughs> his. I well, they've survive. only got
2: a, they've only got a week, haven't they? Pretty much on holiday, and then they they join up. I should think with their uh, uh, respective um, national side So yeah, yeah. Um,
3: okay. Uh, just on. Okay. Um, let's see what, what else have we got? Um, question from or comment from your own good self, John. Um, describe our season in one word.
0: Uh, a miracle. 30, 38 away games and Sissoko. It's a bloody miracle. Frustrating. Stressful. Yesterday was stressful. Um, yeah. Just... Tot- Tottenham. Relief. I was trying, trying to find a word that, you, you, you know... that, that that's, You
1: say Spursy that, and I'm going to come find you. No.
0: I'll I just, just say <laughs> Tottenham. It's, it's Tottenham. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what, that, that 5-4 in that is a nutshell of a whole season supporting Spurs. Really
1: was, all the emotions.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I put my word is just yeah. emotional. Being an emotional season. so okay. Emotional.
1: But is any season any different really? And isn't, it, isn't it, Aren't every club's fans the same?
2: Yes, yes, exactly that. <laughs> They'll all say the same thing. But we've we've had some really big games this season. Sort of almost the biggest games we've had, and we've won them, and we, and then we go and throw it at West Brom, you know. <laughs> so you know, it's just. <laughs> so it's, it's just been an up and down ride hasn't it
3: the one so, word I, so gone, um, no, go on john no go Jeff. go for it
0: no no i was i was gonna say something completely different what was what's your word to sum the up the one season?
3: the one word um that i've got is just wembley simple as that um and that just throws up so many images from the wembley hoodoo that we had at, at, at the beginning of the season all the supposed wembley hoodoo to the red seats to the lack of atmosphere to the long journey home to the win against Dortmund and Real and and the North London derby and, and all of those high moments as well as as well as the low moments that that this season will forever be the season where we played 38 games away from home 19 of which were at Wembley
0: yeah uh, I, I mean I, I was lucky enough to go to I went to Wembley once um I, I don't like Wembley um and you know, 24 hours after leaving White Hart Lane last season, they were knocking the stadium down. And I wish they'd be doing that this season. It's not a football stadium, and I, I don't think it's conducive to a, a whole season of games, if I'm honest. Um, but we're, we're going home
1: now. But and that's the thing is, we've only had a year there. So the Gooners were there a couple of years, and the Chavs they're estimating four. So I think if we if we're only there for a season, I'm quite happy with that. It was a necessary evil for the club I think it needed to be done and I did say years ago on the podcast when we were discussing the where will we go will we go to Wembley or Milton Keynes or Brighton um, wherever we went that season would stand out because of where it was because it was different because it was unusual and you would remember that in a different way to the way you do games at the lane because of the location
2: I'll tell you what there's a, a lot of fans that were able to go to Wembley this season, um, who don't regularly go to Spurs. And I know, I mean, I, it was dreadful travelling. I hated it. But they'll come back again to the new stadium. If we'd have gone to Milton Keynes at 30,000, there'd have been a lot of fans who weren't going and, and may well have lost a little bit of love out of it. So I actually, it was a necessary evil. And Wembley probably was the better of all the evils that we could have gone to.
0: I, yeah. it's, it's almost a free hit, isn't it? You go for a bigger stadium, you fill it, you get more fans, you can sell more tickets, you can make a bit more cash, regardless of how much you'll because they're already going to be budgeted for the, how much they're going to s- spend. Smaller stadium, you're not going to do that, so it's always going to be better for that big stadium. Um, it's, it's just a pity it was <laughs> it's Wembley. Twickenham might have been nice. Twickenham's a great stadium.
1: Yeah, but it kept us in London, and Twickenham were absolutely not going to let us go there for many, many reasons. But we did all right, I think. We did certainly much better than most people expected uh, this time last season when they were closing White everybody was thinking, oh, Christ, we've got to go to Wembley. So I think actually on balance, if you l- look at the way people felt last year and look at the way they feel now, well, yeah, you know, all right. It's OK. And it's done now. Yeah. Hopefully. Absolutely. But that, that
2: size of stadium, playing in that sort of stadium, it's... um. It's going to lead us nicely into the new stadium.
1: Yeah.
2: So we're are yeah. already used to it. The size of pitch, the atmosphere, um, you know, echo around the the arena. Uh, it's it's going to work very well for us. I think it's a win. I think it's a win-win win in the end.
3: Also, the difficulty of adjusting to a new stadium. Um, we, we've we'll have to do that again next season. But we've we've got our experience of dealing with that this the, the, um, this season. The the sort of mental. Um, uh, just getting around the, the the concept of playing at a different st- st- stadium, the whole you know, Spurs can't w- win at Wembley sort of thing. Um, we 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 overcame that eventually. Yeah, yeah. it might might have been a, f- a difficult first three months, but eventually we overcame that, and I think that'll stand. I think instead for next season. And as you said, Bex, it was a necessary evil. Um, I think a few of us have said that a few times over the last few years, and 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 it's done and dusted now. It's over, yeah. um, and we got to. Um, some of us got to um, have hot chocolate and flake oh. and whatnot. And oh, padded, yes. padded seats and Wi-Fi.
1: Seriously,
3: um, yeah. Gin, gin and whatnot. Right, um, just a quick, quick one. Did um, When you guys were watching um, the game, were you able to hear, did it come across, the, the, the chant, we're going home, we're going home, Tottenham's going yep. home? Yeah. That came across? Okay, good. Yep. We'll talk about the new home a little bit later in the pod. Um, before we ramble a bit further and look at questions and Spurs ladies updates and, and various other things and where we go from here. Um, actually, I don't know what I was going to do. Um, very briefly, Pochettino. Um, in his latest press conference yesterday post-match, um, he mentioned, and it's not the first time he sort of hinted, hinted at this. Um, the last few weeks since the semi-final defeat. A few things he said, one that he was going to 100% be at Spurs but then he sort of followed up with, well, you you never know in football sort of thing. And then he suggested that there was going to be some showdown talks with Levy um, and sort of hinted that um, he needed a bit more backing to take the club further forward. Now, all of that, all of what he said um, is out there, it's in the public domain, Um, it's In his last press conference, and it's in his previous press conferences, and I'm sure if you listen to it, everybody will will draw their own conclusions, and that's fine. The spin that I felt the media, in particular, match of the day, put on it last night was quite negative, and they only uh, picked out some of what he said, and uh, they effectively suggested that he might be on his way out. Um, Bex, if I come to you first, how do you feel about what's been said? Are you slightly nervous going forward?
1: So it's really hard, isn't it, to read between the lines. I don't like the media. I may have said that before. Um, And I don't like journalists. I think they're deceitful and sly and they have their own story to tell. So I think Potch will be there next season. I think he's right that we probably do need something. But at the same time, it is a business. And it is just a business. So I don't understand where people suddenly think that all the money is going to come from to buy players. Which players? What kind of players? What kind of team do you want us to be? Are you hoping that we get a sugar daddy to come in and just bankroll everything? Um, but I do think that Potch will be there next se- season. He and Levy clearly have a very good relationship because, be honest, if my boss bought me a Bentley, I'd probably be inclined to work a little bit harder for him. Uh, um, so, I, I don't know. Is it taken out slightly out of context? Are journalists just seeing the bits that they want to see without listening to the rest of the background?
3: Probably, and I think, they, and I think it wouldn't fit with the narrative if they yes. said Spurs. Well, congratulations, Spurs! You finished third in the league, above Liverpool, qualified for Champions League, third consecutive season, having played thirty-eight games. No, that's not going to fit with their narrative. So let's no. pick, let's pick something negative. A few weeks ago, it was it was Harry Kane and his his nothing wrong with it. His determination, <laughs> his self desire to 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 be the leading goalscorer, um, and. And in doing that, he he claims that um, a goal against Stoke was came off him, and he got a whole, a whole load of stick for that. But early in the season, it was all about the Wembley curse. Now it's about um, Pochettino, and
0: he's apparently not happy. It's a load of bollocks. They, they, yes, the media have picked and chosen what they wanted to report, as they always do. They never go. You never see the whole story. Um, I make him right in it, Poch right that he needs to be backed. And if he's got players in mind, whether they're new players or whether they're not keeping, their, whether or not he's keeping the old ones in out of air out and playing the, paying the players what they want to be paid to stay, then it's a good thing. If he if Poch stays, it means he's being backed and he'll and he, we should see some movement. If he goes, it means that he's not going to be backed. So it's as simple as that, really. And I, but I do think that it's being um, blown out of proportion. It really is but this you know this is the media you know last season came on the golden boot and every they're like oh you know we came second it's irrelevant it doesn't mean anything salah wins it this season despite coming fourth and it's what a player balloon balloon door he's a brilliant play you know brilliant egyptian king they're complete hypocrites all the time it's ridiculous
2: well um <laughs> and he is the voice of reason
1: <laughs>
2: uh, no 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 i, I well i i'm 100 percent he'll be there next year he doesn't have an agent potch so he speaks for himself he doesn't really else do that um if, if if you switch it around and say uh, that levy's thinking about sacking him could you imagine or say sacking him but not agreeing and potch leaves he he risks a new season in a new stadium and having to change manager. What do you think the fans are going to do? I mean, it's going to go berserk. It's the last thing. Now, you could argue that Potch has now, for unusually, got one over on Levy. Up to now, Levy's um, sack managers, willy nilly, you know, they're hired and fired very quickly. Always made sure who's the boss. This time, Potch actually, at this moment, has a little bit about the boss about him. But I don't think he was doing that. I think he was purely just answering the questions that the media keep asking. And maybe I think he was maybe his English isn't that good. He said what he was thinking. He said what is happening. He said he's 100 percent here today. Tomorrow, who knows? Levy is the boss. That's true. Every one of us has that situation. Today, we're here. We go home. Tomorrow, our bosses might just turn around and say, you know what, you're away. Long. That's it. He was just being as literal as that, as far as I'm concerned. But as far as money's concerned, I think um, Pochettino himself knows we cannot at this moment deal the same way as the Manchester clubs, uh, Chelsea, a uh, lesser Arsenal and Liverpool. And, I, and I'm just going to throw in, there's a book, book, book out about football leagues. Um, and it's a German company that's written it. But they've, they've delved into all the transfers and if we go to some of the reason I don't want to go too much of the stats but Alvar- Alvaro Morata went to Chelsea last year for 57 million his agent got 5.3 million he's on 191,000 pounds a week basic salary he's on 830,000 bonus payment for starting half of all of Chelsea's matches and he started on Wednesday night and tr- triggered the payment um he has 880,000 pound bonuses if Murata scores 25 goals in a season and he only has 15 these are the stats I mean uh, uh, Alexis Sanchez who I can remember people saying "Well, why don't we go and grab him he's on a half a million pounds a week with his bonuses half a million I mean there's Obviously. no way yeah there's no way as much as I want to compete but there is part of me that says I don't actually want to compete with that sort of money I, You know, I don't see why players should get that sort of money and if they turn around and said to me pot said look you know we, we're grabbing back in the bargain basement a bit and i'm going to grab these players and of course the fulham lad Cessignon, who, who's who i'm really hoping we're going to get if we're holding our hopes on him then fine that's what we'll do i do not want to pay this sort of money obameyang is the same it's, if you read down all his what he's getting it's just he even got obameyang even got 2.26 million that was triggered because they didn't get into the champions league that was written into his contract i mean it's just absurd money so we're not we are not going to compete with it and i don't think pop for one second thinks he's going to compete with it but he's clearly got his targets and i think levy will we're comfortable you don't forget this joe lewis by the way in all this he his meetings supposedly this week i'm certain will include joe lewis he's, he's a two-third shareholder and he will have his say and, I, and i've got a funny feeling that joe lewis is, is going to say you know Potch, let's give you a bit more. We'll, we'll bankroll a bit, and I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll see a real freshened up squad, but not not at this level.
3: There, there's something to be said for having that money to keep the player, keep you know our, our, our top assets, and 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 bringing in a better quality of player. Yeah. But also,
0: yeah.
3: there, there's also something to be said for spending that money wisely. And if you look at on paper, if you take Arsenal, the signings they made this season, you might argue, well, their squad is probably sorry at the beginning of last season their squad probably re- requires more surgery than ours etc and that's fine that's a fair comment but you look at their signings on paper like as i can't pronounce his fucking Lekaset. name like Lekas, yeah him right um another one of many players i can't pronounce their names um Ab- <laughs> or yang, anybody else's already any, yeah, yeah yeah probably you <laughs> yang mkhitaryan um, that's three free on paper top players that if you actually compare them to some of the players we've signed on paper, they're a lot better and they spent lots of money on those players and none of them have really set the world alight and Arsenal have still finished where they finished in the league. So there's no point paying stupid money. Um, the other thing that Pochettino has also said... Um, consistently over the last few weeks and months is he wants the business done early so it's not all going to be about I want this player or I want this amount of money or or um, I want to keep Toby or whatever it might be Some of it is just Daniel can you sort the fuck out and let's 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 get the players in signed quickly before the well before the transfer window now shuts August the 9th, which is two days before the season starts but i I've, I'm pretty sure I even read somewhere that he, he wants them in um, before the World Cup is over. Uh, pre-season, pre-season trainings uh,
0: is, is Ju- july um the other thing i've gone go on, one of the issues here is is where where do we want to be shopping do we want to be looking at people like lamina etc from southampton or do we want to be looking a bit further up that table to get a, to get a little bit of a better player and that's the issue <laughs> we had we, you know we pay 30 million quid for sanchez that's worked out really well so for everyone that fails there's a load that worked, and we bought seven players, yeah. you know, w- when Bale went, and the only one there now is, is Ericsson. And you know? Lamella. Uh, yeah, sorry, and Lamella, yeah. You know, uh, look at the squad that he came in. It had um, Kirakez, Kabul, Kapue, Soldado, and Adabayor in it. And look where we are now. He's, 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 done, he's done brilliantly, but I think a little bit more money, like you say, David, needs to be spent in the right direction and on the right players. Mm. um yeah. and and the, the the one issue that there is is you know Mourinho's linked to this super agent who buys all these uh, you know the the silly silly money players the silly money players um and I don't think we're we're in any danger of going down that route um I think we'll we're, we'll go for players like the Sanchez we'll probably get a couple of IX guys in we might go shopping in Germany. We might get one or two from Italy, but I think we'll be looking a bit further further up the list than getting players from Southampton and, and players down, down the league from us. Mm-hmm.
3: On the... Uh, I, mean, I criticised the media at the outset and so did Bex. One thing I would say, this is not in defence of them, but I think, David, I saw you write something similar somewhere on social media, possibly on Facebook earlier today. Um, we live in a world, for better or worse, where there's 24-hour... Um, rolling news, where there's twenty four hour, you know, you've got this Sky Sports news dedicated sports channel. You've got social media, and ev- and every journalist is trying to fill um, fill a vacuum or with 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 words and with with articles and, and 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 with a story. So, what do they do? They do the lazy thing and they pick up uh, bits that they want to um, report, and uh, you get headlines and. Um, why tough. let the truth get in
0: the way of the story? yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, you know, look at the look at the papers in uh, you know for today. So I suppose a third Kane lost the golden boot. We've got no progress. We, um, we're at risk. Um, cost of a new stadium. We've got low wages. No money to spend. Pochettino wants away. He's got to win trophies following consecutive camp Champions League qualification. Harry Kane's up for scale, and then Liverpool fourth. um They got a messiah. They've awoken a. Uh, sleeping giant the red men are back klopp is the messiah sallow's god um marnie henderson's boss uh you know it's ridiculous they they, they they're spinning utter utter crud mm. all they what they should do is just copy and paste the shit they've already published this season to cover the inevitable crap they're going to write next season it's utter it's utter dirt
3: and in relation to liverpool all they've done is finish exactly the same place they finished a season ago so they haven't progressed in the league and, and they still have
0: won a trophy so somebody, somebody was saying i read today that um or was it sky sports saying that they're going to be the ones who are challenging man city next season yeah <laughs> they finished oh i missed fourth.
1: that little gem
0: they admit, the they flash? finished fucking fourth and they reckon they're the ones that are going to be challenging and I, this is this this is the crap that they come out with it, it's oh,
3: i haven't got it in front of me but i remember right at the beginning of the season um, in august um the B on the BBC website they had um, predictions from you know the likes of Chris Waddle, um, Pat Nevin, uh, Danny Murphy, uh, Jermaine Jenas, all of the BBC pundits, reporters, Lawrence and uh, everybody, um, and they had the top four. The only one who backed us to win the league was Chris, Chris Waddle. That's fine, okay. Um, the rest of them tended to go for City. That's that's fine. I can I can see why 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 they did that at the time and and they proved to be right, but very few of them had us in their top four. Well, was, the, they, they would have
0: looked at Wembley. They, yeah, would, they have would have
3: would, looked at Wembley, yeah. but they would have also unable to look beyond Wembley as well at the same time. Yeah. Um, Anyway, fuck them. Talking of predictions, um, just for a bit, a bit of fun. So, the very first podcast of this season, um, back in August, it was myself, Bex, and David. Um, and we went round, round making some predictions. So, Bex, you said that in this particular order, Man City were going to win the league, Chelsea second, Spurs third. And then, amusingly, Arsenal, you said.
1: Two out of three, ain't bad. That's yeah. not
3: bad, yeah. And then, amusingly, you, immediately yeah, you said Arsenal way down in the table, lower than they think. Um, David you went for United first Spurs second um, City third Liverpool fourth and then and this is to quote you not Chelsea they're going to have a tough time which has obviously proved to be right Um, and then for relegation I think you put Swansea to be relegated spot on there Um, and then Brighton and Huddersfield and I think next to that you responded not so sure about Brighton
1: Smug. <laughs> smug. Um, well, I'm pleased you are right. I mean,
2: Brighton's not far from well, yeah, exactly. me. I'm, I'm really pleased Brighton. no, oh, I love Brighton. You know, so I'm really pleased. I, I do. I, I, it's great for Chris. And I, I'm yes. really pleased. And I'm pleased for Huddersfield. And I was trying to actually, the three teams that went down uh, were not uh, newly promoted. And I th- thought that's the first that's happened. But apparently it's the third time in the formation of the Premier League. Mm. But uh, it's a rare thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's by the bye.
3: I had, I put top four not in any order: um, Spurs, United, City, and Chelsea, and Liverpool to miss out. Not too far oh, off. Okay, could have, yeah. could have happened. Um, I also added, I think we're going to win the league. I said about that one the better. Um, and then I put Brighton to go down, Huddersfield and Palace, perhaps Southampton. Um, so I got that one completely wrong. No,
1: not far off because Southampton were. It was touch and go until Tuesday. Yeah. Well, that's so,
2: the thing you see. It's all very well predicting, but certainly the ones that go down, they change their managers late on, and they get a reaction. Mm-hmm. That's that's always a difficult thing to predict, isn't it?
3: And yeah. Swansea, um, if they just held their nerve and carried on their good form, I think just a couple of more, more wins would, would have been enough. And they, but they just completely screwed up mm-hmm. from about March time after after putting a good good run to, run together. Um, right, before we finish off with a few questions and look ahead to next season um, and the new stadium and, and all of that. Bex, oh. uh, <laughs> Spurs ladies, what have they been doing?
1: They played at the weekend. They played Villa, um, away at Villa. Game finished one all. Jenna Scalacci scored, um, which gave us a lead at half-time. And then Villa scored disappointingly, had ever equalised on their home ground. So that was the girls' penultimate match. They play again on their final game is on Sunday. They play at Chesson at two o'clock and they play the London Bees. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I think mm-hmm. the girls would be um, they've had a really weird season because their season started in September and they've not played that many games, and then they had a massive mid-season there, like two months off between the weather and the seas, the fixtures. So um, they're currently sixth, and they're one place below their opponents on Sunday, London Bees.
3: Not not a bad first season, in,
1: I think um, they've done th- really, really well. I think the whole squad is really. They definitely. They will definitely be proud of what they've achieved. Newly um, promoted, finished mid-table. Yeah, that's that's good. So there's some changes coming up over this summer because of the way they're restructuring the Women's League. I've previously ranted about that, um, so I'll just wait and see how that pans out. So we'll see how that goes, but it means that the team will become semi-professional, almost. OK.
3: We'll see how how that goes. Um Right, let's finish off with a few questions. Uh, let's go through these very quickly. Richard Healy, two questions. Um, how many defensive players do we need to sign if Toby, Danny and Vorma are off? Foyt looks good, briefly, but is he ready to step up? Um... And then his second question was, um, who would we like to play in the opening Premier League match at the new stadium and why?
0: Go on, somebody go. Well, I think.
1: Ah, bugger.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I looked at that one, certainly um, as far as who to play first. And I couldn't, I thought, oh, no. Because you, you instantly think, well, you know, Arsenal probably won't. But you don't want to play them on the first game, do you? You really don't. Um, oh, dear i i I
1: i've got an answer actually to be honest i'd like to see us play somebody like everton
2: that was was in my mind we played them first game um last season i think we drew one one
1: but they would be a they're a long-standing member of the football league they are not really massive opponents of ours i've got no particular liking or hatred towards them you know they're all right they don't cause me any problems um but I think that would be nice because they are another team that's not dropped. Have they dropped out of the Premier League? I don't think they have. have they? No, no, they haven't. So I think that would be quite nice.
3: We've also got a very good record against um, them in the top flight,
2: certainly in the Premier League era at White Hart Lane.
1: That hadn't even crossed my mind.
2: I don't think Everton have actually ever been relegated.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. But I think that would be quite nice because it's two older clubs. Yeah. So yeah, that was my rationale.
2: Yeah, yeah I'd go with that.
0: I, I'd I I'd perhaps like Brighton just to um so Chris Hutton can come back. Yeah. That would be that would be quite nice. But barring that, the shittiest team in the league, please. Um <laughs>
3: <laughs> I would like um the the opponents that we played in our last game at White Hart Lane, um Man United because well,
1: that's not gonna happen, is it?
3: Because it yeah. is a classic fixture, and it's two, um, a bit like Everton, two teams who, who've, who've been around for a lo- long, long, long time. Um evokes memories of Pat Jennings scoring against um, United at White Hart Lane, that sort of thing. It's, it's a classic thing, but yeah, maybe it won't happen. Um, right, the first part of, part of his question. How about, how about West Ham? Go-
0: like West, Ham? West Ham? No. And then, and then you could just say, look what you could have fucking had. This is oh, what you could have had. you got that shithole yeah. council house. You could have had this beautiful place. But can
3: you no. imagine if it went tit up against West Ham? That they, their fans would have a field day.
1: Yeah, no, I don't want to play West Ham there. I don't want them there at all. I don't want them to sully our precious stadium. I'm guessing we'll have to suck that up at some stage. But yeah, no, they could just wait. I'd like a nice team there first.
3: Okay, how many defensive players do we need to sign if the likes of Toby, Danny and Vorm are
2: off? Two. Two.
3: <laughs>
2: there you go. Okay. okay. That's not 22, just two. <laughs> well, I think Delight from... I love that name, Delight. Um, from uh, Ajax. I've not seen... In play, but for what I read, he's quite a player, so he'd be he'd be a good one to to get hold of. I have to say, um, I know uh, Ralph is is always on about um, Harry Maguire, and, and I watched him yesterday. He's a big lad, and I'm I'm just unsure about Harry Maguire, but maybe him. But uh, uh, certainly two, two two players in anyway, two defensive players in for me.
3: I think with with Maguire, surely we've we've that that particular ship of sailed. We had a chance to sign him last year when he was at Hull. Um, he had a big, big, big move to Leicester. If if he did come to us, you'd um, be asking for even more than than Leicester paid a year ago. And um, by the way, if we find delight, then surely we'd have Sunny delight in the in the team. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> oh, crack, oh, his crack
1: for kids, God. Oh, Jesus.
3: Well, um, but, uh, Toby's going nowhere, right? Um, so that's fine. I oh, don't really? Don't... Yeah. Can no. So okay. So, so he he is going nowhere. You you heard it first, right? So uh-huh. here's, here's my here's my trailer for Bear with me, okay? Um, I don't know if I mentioned it lastly on the pod. I may, may, may or may not have. I certainly mentioned it to a few people since. Um, there will be a new round of um contracts. So we we've, we've seen one today with with Walker Peters. Um, there will be new contracts for the likes of um Hugo, obviously Pochettino, um Kane and then Ericsson and Delhi because if we don't award those players with new contracts, they will, they will they will, eventually move on. So we need to do that, particularly going into s- stadium, and it's been a couple of years since we've done that. As soon as we do that, the ceiling's raised. Once the ceiling's raised, then we'll be in a position to offer Toby what, or closer to what he wants, perhaps. That's my line of thought.
2: We've also got Europe, haven't we? Now we're in Champions League. It changes things. Mm-hmm. See,
0: for me, this is Poch going to Levy and saying, back me. And if he's saying to, to Levy, back me, he's going to say, give me the money to keep Alderweire out. And yeah. I think if, if people are saying that he's targeting players, yes, he'll be targeting the ones that he wants to keep. And I think Toby will be top of that list. Yeah. I well, honestly it's, do.
1: It's still and, a business. He can't just go, oh, yeah, do you know what? I really want to keep him and therefore we're going to throw money at it. It's not viable, and Levy will not be held to ransom by somebody who can kick a ball around a pitch.
0: The the thing, the thing is, is that Toby goes, we get somebody in for. Toby goes for sixty million. We get somebody in for thirty million. Who's going to take time getting up to speed? Just spend that extra money on that contract. Don't spend the money on the transfer fee, and just keep him in the
1: side. No, it's, not, it's really not going to happen. Levy will not be held to ransom by a player. And I think it's as much about that as it is about
0: I I, I think it's not the player now. I think it's more um, being held to ransom by the manager. Going back to his comments, it's, the, the, you're going to back me. This is the, my nah. plan's are crazy. My plan's are crazy. I want to keep this player.
1: Nah, I don't think so. I can't see it. Because Potch has always said that he doesn't get involved with that stuff. Hmm be
0: interesting i'd I'd love to be a fly on the wall of that meeting and see what he says But (laughs) but i I honestly think he's gonna say he'll he'll say right if you're gonna back me you need to to start doing this because otherwise a players won't come and b it just said you know i i think he i think if he could he would keep he would keep toby
1: yeah but he cannot pay toby twice as much as he's paying everybody else without making some serious changes and that's massively gonna upset the apple cart
0: how much is how much is kane on
1: Nothing like as much as, well, yeah. So Kane's on what, 110?
0: And how much? So Toby was asking for 220 or was he asking for 150?
1: 150. But that won't just be, it won't be that in isolation, will it? It's going to be bonuses. And they will be up against his current contract. They will be raised. Because believe you me, if Real Madrid or PSG or somebody say, Come on, Toby. Come to us. Look what we've got. We'll give you everything that you want. He's off without a backward glance.
0: But any player would be. So what's the what's the point? That Levy yeah, it's a, it's is
1: not going, is not going to do that. Levy will not have the entire wage structure and everything that he has at the club. He will not have that upset by one player. He absolutely it's it's will not.
3: It's your, it's your, it's which goes back. Go on. So, uh, which I was going to say, which going goes back to what I'm saying, is if 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 the ceiling is raised by improving the contracts for ABBA players, then we would be in a position to perhaps offer Toby what he wants, as opposed to him being the first one and say, I want this much. Because In that scenario, Lee, there's no way that Lee is going to let him or any player hold the club to ransom. And also, it would, it would mean if you raise his wages, then suddenly you've got a situation where you've got Kane and Hugo yeah, who are going to exactly. say...
1: Is, is, um,
2: here's, your, here's your problem. Look. Uh, Van... Virgil van Dijk, and I'm going to go back to this book, all right, 70 million he cost um, to get him there. He's on a basic wage there of 124,500 a week. He had a 6 million bonus um, signing for the club, a 5 million loyalty bonus, 4 million payment if he plays 150 games, um, and he has 750,000 for 22 clean sheets in a season. He's paid 20,000 pounds for every goal and 20,000 pounds for every assist now i go back to the agents the toby's agent is going to stick that under his nose say look lad you know you're you're underselling yourself here you know you're 29 last contract i know spurs are offering you um um we want i've read 180 but whatever um but you can do even better this lad look all these bonuses you can have you know don't worry about silverware that's what you can have so and we're not going to compete with that. And that's what these, these flaming agents will do. They just turn their head. And I think the one you were talking about earlier, um, John, was Mino Raiola, that agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got £46 million pounds for the Pogba transfer. In one lump sum, he got £46 million. So the agents are encouraging players to move because they get a lump sum. They give them a little post-it note that club and say if you want my my man there's my post it no that's what i want that's what you're fighting against so i can't i can't see toby abstaining it's just we're not going to pay that
1: again not going to pay that sort of money and also we've got a stadium to pay for Mm.
3: okay let's bring it back to the question um oh sorry how's that very very sorry very <laughs> fine um
1: do i need to get off my soapbox now or i would i, wait I would much
3: there? i would much rather talk about no, no disrespect richard but i would much rather talk about toby than answer your question but i feel as though we should answer your question um david you said too, i i'm gonna go with free a goalkeeper because i don't think vaughn's gonna be around um a left back because Rose is probably uh, Rose. Right, yesterday I thought he had a decent game, but I couldn't help thinking. He that, I couldn't help thinking he was he was playing for a transfer. It, well, he's, it, he was playing Bye. for possible seaters. Um So I think a, a, a goalkeeper, a left back, and I think we might get a centre back, stroke right back, yep. versatile mm-hmm. type player in the event of somebody leaving. Not not Toby. Not Toby. Um, Bex,
1: John... no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Actually, I'm, I'm going to say two and a half. Two and a half.
3: Okay. Um, Ed, Brad has the current squad gone as far as it can. Doesn't need a shake up and or significant additions. Um, we sort of discuss, discussed this earlier. Are we at the point where we need to buy buy that final piece of the jigsaw, the experience proven winner?
0: Again, this is, is uh, where we're going to spend our money on mm-hmm. on down, looking down the table or looking up the leagues across Europe. And I honestly think we have to look up the leagues. Um, We need experience. Do we need experience? We we just need people that can come in and hit the ground running rather than taking half a season or a season to to establish themselves. We need a a replacement for Dembele because he he, he fell away at the end of the season. um, Will we need a replacement for Hugo? Well, we've got Sanchez, we've got Foy for connectors backups. We probably need a, a fourth place. Or fourth choice there. Uh wing back, so if we get Cessignon, um he'll be back up. Um or will he take over from trips? I don't know. We've got Davis on one side. If Rose goes, we need back up for him. Ericsson will keep, Kane will keep, Son will keep, Lamella might go, so we need a backup for him. Um you know there, there, there's movement. There could be movement all over the pitch. Son. There could be, th- but they might not. So Yeah. Ifs and buts and maybes.
1: Yeah, as ever, every season. We go through this every single year.
0: But this, this all goes back to Potch being backed and is he going to be backed and what's his crazy plans and, uh, uh, you know, um, how much money will he get? John,
3: do you think we need a replacement for Soko?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> There's, a mannequin,
2: the the win- yeah,
0: there's a mannequin in the Yeah, there's a in the shop window. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you know? Do you know what? Um, he. I thought he played. I, I thought he played okay versus Leicester, and I thought he did a job. But he's not a Dembele replacement. No. Um, I think potentially we need a replacement for Wanyama as well. Um, but I, I think Sissoko could possibly do that Wanyama role. Um, but he's he's not a creative or influencing or um, unlocking the the. Passing a midfielder like Modric was. Um, Does he fancy so doing
1: that job somewhere else, do you think?
0: Uh, we, can only, uh, we can only hope. But if he's here, ne- <laughs> if he's here next season, he's here next season. Uh, uh, you know, I hope he's not. I really hope he's ah. not.
3: I'm genuinely of the belief that somewhere out there there is a club stupid enough to employ somebody like Pardew who in turn is stupid enough to purchase Sissoko from us. For shitloads of money, um, maybe even Stoke, Paul Lambert, uh, some, some somewhere like that. Um, I had I heard a rumor yesterday, and it's only that that um, people within the club believe. Um, and I say people within the club. I'm talking about ex-pros, experts, players think that Dembele is on his way out this
1: summer. Okay, is that because the club won't give him another contract because of his age? or is that because he's got genuine offers to go and play somewhere else I well, think I... Come
0: on John I was going to say he's been injured for uh, for and and uh, Niggly in little injuries that had stopped him playing this season mm. so I think it may be time that he, he is moved on
3: um, talking been of a, Niggly
0: been a good servant to the club mind you yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, he's been able to six years so that's a Reasonable amount of time in in modern football. Um, talking of nickle injuries, David um, is uh, one Gareth Bale that player that can take us over the line.
2: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I, I would love to see him, but for the very reasons I've just keep giving about how much is how, even Gareth Bale, who I don't believe is led by money, um, but I can't see that he's going to come back. to you know what? I love Spurs, and I'll just do a, a lovely little bargain deal for you i'll just be on a hundred thousand pound a week can't that no no nah, nah. um exactly greedy so, bastards <laughs> well they are i mean what I, do look, they need so much fucking no, money for I, do you know what i mean because that's all they want i i'm going to go back to a, a, a chelsea player that used to live around the corner here in, my, in our village um years ago and uh he just sat in the pub drinking the daytime once he finished training he came back down here around the corner uh, drinking and it, honestly all he really wanted to do was just grab the money he couldn't really care less they, whether Chelsea won the cup or not it was it was dreadful and I still believe the vast majority of players really when they go to get tapped up to go to Man City alright it's a win-win for them because yeah. they're going to a club they're going to win things but I'm quite convinced if Burnley turned around to one of our players and said you know what we're going to pay you the best part of half a million a week but we're not going to win anything most of the players would go yeah I'll have some of that Let's go. It's the money first. It really is. So always malarkey about, oh, you know, the trophies and what have you. It's just a bonus at the end of it. They just want the money, I'm afraid. And I'm afraid Gareth Bale, because the agents will make sure that's how they think. So, but you're right. I'm mean, sorry, I'll answer your question right a But He would. I think he would be the exact player. Put money aside, that he would inspire the players around him. He's that match winner um, with that one-shot and uh, that run that, that will make the difference in games. You know, we're playing Juventus. He'd, he'd throw fear in them. No doubt about it. I see Bale at Man
0: United next season, unfortunately. No.
1: Nope. Do De Gea
0: or go to Real Madrid and Bale or go the other way?
1: No. I don't think he'd go to United. I don't think he'd go to anywhere in England, to be honest
0: with you.
1: Give, if they give him half a million
0: quid a week, you would go anywhere, apparently.
1: I don't think he will and I think it also depends on What happens at Real? Mm. Is there a requirement for him to leave? Does he need to? Is he being thrown out? Is he being moved as part of the deal with De Gea? That's fine but if the rumours are to be believed, then Spurs have first refusal. So I don't think that Real can offer him as as a a make way, effectively in the De Gea deal, without Spurs getting involved. If the
3: rumours be believed OK right a few more things to cover before we call proceedings to an end for one final time this season um, Bex um, you had a put a question in the running order which was what's your standout game for the season and why good uh, question who wants to go
0: first taking Liverpool apart at Wembley Definitely one of one of my highlights. Make, making um, Lovren look like a bloody amateur footballer. Um, but that was a that was a great game for all of their. Oh look how good we are! That was lovely, demolishing them. I thought that was a brilliant one. But I mean, they, they are, there's others I could name, but that's the one that jumps at me.
2: And that's a six-pointer. The old six-pointer. Yep. If you look at the table now, that's the yep. difference. Yep. Real Madrid for me. Real Madrid. Definitely. 3 1 at Wembley. I couldn't believe it. I was sort of set, saying, pinching. I was pinching myself. I thought, this can't, this can't, can't be true. Which is taking them apart. Yeah, around Madrid. Bex?
1: Actually, there are lots of games. It's, it, it's not really difficult to pick out one, but I quite like the Liverpool at Anfield game where we yeah. just didn't give up. We just carried on and on and on and on. And we pushed and pushed and pushed. And I thought, that game kind of summed up the potchy era for me if nothing else that just never never say die just keep fighting keep arguing if that's what you need to do and i thought that was an amazing game despite mm. the fact that it was only a two-all draw but i just thought it was a brilliant game
0: it felt like a victory yeah oh we did it, it, it really did. did um can i can i take a stab and have a guess at yours Chav? <laughs> <laughs> come on uh chelsea
3: away yep spill some <laughs> uh, um, yep. I, I mean look the Dortmund the Real games were special the Liverpool game was special um the Liverpool game was it was cheeky it was it wasn't cheeky actually it was no. it, it, was, hard it was it was hard fought it was well deserved and it did feel like a victory um Chelsea for the simple for lots of reasons one to get a ticket for that game was really really going to be difficult and i remember a week before going into it thinking that i wouldn't get a ticket but because it was in london I knew that it was one that I could potentially just go to a um, pub in old school and just take my chances before the game. And then um, the Monday before the match, a contact got in touch with me and they said, um, we've got a ticket. So that was that was amazing. And then I had a stinking horrible cold that week, Just as a, I went to work each day, but just as a cold was just, you know when you get to that point where you just suddenly start to get better and you start to feel like you've turned the corner with that cold, just as it was getting better. Um, was the end of the week? Cause it was. It was Thursday. Cause it was. It was uh, yeah, it was Easter Friday. Um, and met up. With, met up with this random guy in Waterloo. Picked up the ticket. That sense of excitement. And then on the first of April, just beating them away from home. Twenty-eight years we've had to wait for that. To to do that there at their place, when it was said we couldn't do it. It, it was. It, it was. You know, we had a chance a couple of years ago, that famous Battle of the Bridge, and we blew it there. And uh, it, that just was, that day will stick with me for a very, very long, 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 long time.
1: I think it's interesting that the four of us all chose different games.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm
1: which hasn't always been the case with Spurs, I think. Some seasons, you know, there are some very clear seasons where that was the game. But I like the fact that we've all got completely different views on it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the the, the whole of the, all of the Champions League group performances, apart from the U V at home, were good. Not folding at Wembley and not making it hoodoo. You know, yeah. we lost twice. Was it twice?
2: Yeah. Chelsea. At uh, Wembley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, getting the top four and and but that run after City away loss that didn't see us lose again to the, to to playing Juve in March was fantastic. We've had it's been a, a, a good season, regardless of of the the couple of real low lights. The one that none of us
3: mentioned, well two in fact. One was the North London derby, um, which I I didn't enjoy as a game. It was horrible because we, we were not hanging, the
1: best game.
3: No, and we were we were hanging by a thread, but it was great that, that great that we did it. And the other one, perhaps because we ball stood up in the in the in the return with um, Juventus away from home. I thought that was a really good polished performance, having started off yeah. so badly.
0: Um, yeah. uh, the Man the Man United game as well. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, after, yeah. So, You know, to, uh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good games out there. You know, there's been some real highlights and there's been some real dross as well. West Brom. West Brom,
1: yeah. Man City, both games. Yeah, but you know, that's, that's sometimes Sprite, p- yeah.
3: part of the course, So, No. Um, the fact that we've had, as you, as you said, Bex, the fact we've so many we, we, good games, ge- so, um, the, the games that we all cited were all different is a reflection of the fact that we've actually had quite a lot of good good games and, and, and plus there's a few that none of us mentioned. Um, right, one of the reoccurring um questions that we had on the podcast um which was john's idea was um the famous you're on a desert island who from the current scores do you vote as leader and if it all goes lord of the flies who do you eat first so um one of our listeners richard healy um got in touch and he said just for the crack um he just it, um on the island i'd have delhi as leader i reckon he'd make make it a party island and would and we'd enjoy eating the finest french cuisine by di- dining on hugo um, <laughs> and then he just goes on to say cheers for the top work on the pod this season again thank you very much richard thank you richard thank you um
2: thank you, richard.
3: right very briefly um i've just put here what next for spurs um as in where we might finish um where we go from here and thoughts on
0: moving into the new stadium top four again next season Um, and I can't wait to be home. I really can't. The the old haunts, the walk down the Seven Sisters Road, the old pubs, but just that behemoth that's now there, that's looking glorious. It's going to be good. I sound really excited about that, don't I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really excited
0: by that, bloody hell.
1: But with some justification, because this has been a long time coming. Yeah. And, you know, other teams have had their stadium, notably the Goons. And they've been kind of, yeah, but ours is much better than yours. Yeah, all right, fuck off. I know it is. Know. But anyway, now we've got one that's better than yours. And it's bigger. And it's snazzier. And it's got a cheese room. Because Natch what football fan doesn't want a fucking cheese room. Um, but, yeah, I do, you, you're absolutely right to be excited. And I don't think there is a Spurs fan around that isn't excited to see when the opening when the fixture list comes out who we've got in that first game and ticket demand i would imagine is going to be quite high
0: Mm. yeah snowball's chance in hell of getting a ticket absolutely
1: me and you both mate but
0: yeah
1: (laughs) it will be amazing to see how it works
3: david
2: well i just can't wait for the, the new stadium i really can't wait over, over job but how long it'll be before I get in there? I don't know. We'll, 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 we can only we can only hope. But I, I'd like to say now, we, we've oh yes, we'll make the top four. But it's it's a question you should really ask again before the start of the season mm. to see yeah. who's. I mean, Man City have said that they need to improve their side, and they're getting a couple of signings in, and that for me rather sort of um, irritates me endlessly. They keep doing it. I don't know if you heard today. Apparently, in a uh, week or two's time. They're talking about um, uh, financial fair play, and they're capping um, the transfer balance at 88 million per season. Wow! So, so, um, so yeah, you know, because that's...
1: financial fair play did so well oh. with uh, with uh, with Man City to date, and Chelsea, and United, and Liverpool, and PSG, and Real Madrid, and Barcelona. Yeah. Because, yeah, financial fair play is a huge part of football. Said nobody ever. Mm. Not involved. So well, that will be really interesting if that happens. But it just, that has to be passed by a board somewhere, I would imagine, that will comprise of chairmen or FDs of said clubs.
2: Yeah, so all, all that's going to go on. Um champions league is going to be up the ante the money going in that um so that's going to see that's going to put a focus and, and you it's been poch said about um the fa cup and sort of it, it, it's not going to define us etc a lot of people grabbed hold of that said well you're not interested in well that's not true he wants to win it they're just words but ultimately champions league will slowly take over where these um domestic trophies really will become second place which is very sad but i i i, I would hesitate at this moment to say we'll even get top four next year Um, it's going to be a struggle Liverpool will recruit Chelsea will recruit Manchester United will recruit Man City will recruit Um, and and depending who Arsenal get they are going to recruit Mm. Um, it's going to be very but I said that to myself last season I know I put a second (laughs) down, but in in my mind I didn't think we'd get top four in my mind I I really didn't Um, and I'm saying the same thing now and and there was a time of course where it was looking very uh, very dodgy whether we would get top four but here we are third so who knows next year but i would i would i would ask uh, um ask me again before the start of next season and we'll see
3: uh bex how far can we go
1: oh well so we have the new stadium thing all over again and whilst it's home it's not home if that makes sense we know it is going to be home but next season is different so I think that'll take it might take us a couple of years to bed into the new stadium. Harry's, you know, despite of everything we did at Wembley. Wembley's a known stadium. You're also looking at maybe like a snagging list with the stadium itself with the infrastructure. We don't know how any of that's gonna work. I know they've got some test events coming up to trial things. So that'll all be interesting, but I don't know if that will affect the players. Dunno. Transfers, World Cups, injuries, potch. The list of
3: things that could possibly happen is endless really hmm. um uh, this time last year was our f- was, was the final game at White Hart Lane um and we all you know that was an emotional time for everybody concerned with the club every every Spurs supporter um 12 months ago i didn't think i'd be in a position um, i genuinely didn't because i was uh, stupid number on a waiting list but i didn't think i'd be in a position where i'd i'd have a season ticket and um, as it was a few months later um that I was in a position and I took one at Wembley and I'm obviously really really just I was really looking forward to going, to going to the new stadium um I'm slightly worried as well slightly apprehensive because with with Wembley um for all its flaws it was only going to be one season um this new stadium it that's it it's our home it, it there's no point in looking back at white hart lane um this is this will be our home for next season and the season after that season after that going forward and i really hope that forget about how it looks i hope that it lives up to how it looks i hope that that straight away we can hit the ground running and i hope it's a place that we all enjoy going to um so uh, there is a slight little worry or trepidation that it, it just might not pan out um if it doesn't go well early on then people become agitated um because that's human nature but i at the same time i'm genuinely excited looking forward to that prospect and um as you said john just to be back in back in tottenham back in the area back walking along the seven sisters back um in that area all those pubs um essentially an impoverished shit part of london let's let's be honest yet we still there's something about it that we like. yeah, Tottenham, obviously, but it's—it's it's
1: it's not like Wembley's exactly the lushest part of London. No, is it?
3: but 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 there, is, it's just steeped in so much. If you go on the high road, you just feel it, it's just steeped in so much history. It, that whole area, you know, you, you can you could close your eyes and think that I don't know, thirty odd years ago, there were fans walking on a uh, whatever it was, a Tuesday, or Wednesday night, whenever we played An- Anlecht, um in the UEFA Cup final, um, making that pilgrimage to the Lane or um that, that's what it's got it's got that history it's got that sense of being home we're going home that's that's the the the, the thing that um that i really look forward to um as to where we finish um, i'm not going to make any predictions now let, let's let see where we are at the beginning of the season with with transfers and, and whatnot as you said david um i do think we'll finish somewhere in the top four but as to where and as to how we'll fare in the Champions League, I don't know. Um, very briefly, just a slight segue from Spurs, um, we've got the World Cup around the corner. Um, I'm pretty sure I know how most of you feel about this. Um, any of you looking
2: forward to it? Oh, yes. I still love a World uh, Cup. Even I, if no I knew you'd say that. I do love a World Cup. I do love a World Cup. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm old enough to to remember '66, so uh, <laughs> very much so. I was in front of the TV set. And no one was moving me that day, and and so consequently, I I still I know it's marginalised. but um no, I'd love it, love it. I'm looking forward to it.
3: Um, Bex, John, are you looking forward to the fact there'll be some Spurs involvement um, in the England team? Hopefully, the likes of Kane, Delhi
0: I have a real difficulty cheering for players. Well, no, just cheering for players of other teams and (laughs) and getting behind Jack Wilshere or Joe Hart or any of them. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I'll I'll probably end up watching Costa Rica versus Panama or or just some random games just like that. Um, But no doubt I'll get swept away in it and I'll be... Chant in, but no, I'll I'll, I'll watch it. But I'd rather be watching Tottenham, Mm. club over country.
1: Absolutely. So if any of our players get injured, Gareth Southgate can watch out.
3: Yep. Um, Okay. Um, I'm 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 of the opinion that I mean I used to love the World Cup as a kid, um, but over the last decade decade or so, I have I find it very difficult to um, to look forward to. I'm trying my best to think that this is going to be a really good World Cup and there's going to be some great football and England England's going to go quite far um, but I f- almost feel as though I'm kidding myself um, on that front um, Right um, This was the last pod for this season, we'll be back in August um, Firstly, thank you Bex for everything you've done this season particularly with, with the uh, updates on Spurs ladies, um, thank you John
0: Thank you, thank you, Bex, thank you, Jav, thank you, David, thank you, thank you all, thank you, listeners.
3: Thank you, David.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks very much, and thank you, Javid, for keep doing the hard work on this. Yeah. Uh, doing doing sterling work mate sterling work and I would like to thank our listener as well absolutely (laughs) yep thank you (laughs) thank
0: you
3: (laughs) thank you (laughs) thanks also to everybody else um, all our guests who have appeared this season on the Tom Hotspur Family podcast and of course thank you to our listeners who um, write in with their questions each week listen to the podcast download it all of that stuff so if it wasn't for you we probably actually probably would do it just for the crack Um, but thank you anyway um we're all off to try to enjoy the world cup except for david who is actually looking forward to it until <laughs> until uh, uh, ne-
0: can i just butt in i've just God. refreshed twitter and it's just said talking about everything that we've just talked about next season moving on and progress tottenham hotspur have made an approach for sheridan shakiri who oh, has Jesus a 12 Christ. million pound release cause with his with <laughs> for wow. fuck's sake. the of stoke a,
1: yeah the a ladder yeah. stoke that's oh. where we're looking for fuck's sake. Keeps Soko. No, I like Shagiri. Yeah. I think he's good. I think he's been badly managed. And I think Mark Hughes is not a manager that I would that I particularly admire. Um mm. so yeah, I think that could be really interesting.
3: I want to go into dark room on hearing that. Um
0: yeah. right. It's just for ruin the end in there, Jeff. I've just brought everybody down. So okay. sorry. Um
1: until
3: <laughs> until next season, all that's left to say is we are going home.